Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. You see, here's another place that people make a mistake. They seem to think because you're known in the call of God that you oughtn't to get tired. Now that's ignorance gone to seed. Sure you're going to tire out. When you get tired, you see, the Holy Ghost is ministering through you and flowing through you. When you get tired, it's difficult to yield to the Spirit. When you get tired, I learned from experience, the anointing to minister will leave you. And I don't lie to people. I just stop if they want me to minister the anointing. If you've been to my meetings in time past, I, I stop a lot of time right in the healing line. Just stop right there and said, folks, that's it. I don't have it. Anointing left me. Or I'm just wore myself out. And I'd promise God one time I'll never push my body that far again when I feel myself coming up to it to stop. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The ABCs of Bible Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. And so he, well, I didn't want to work because I'm, I'm, I'm ministering everywhere I can. I'm going into full-time ministry. And it's just part-time, so I don't want to go full-time. So he said, well, would you do this? Would you work for me and help me? He said, see, I've got to deliver all over North Texas here. Uh, shrubs, flowers, you know, plants, trees. And he said, we, we, uh, we take them and deliver them. I made these orders, took these orders in the fall, you see. And now when we delivered them in February and March. And he said, we, uh, we plant them for the folks wherever they want them. And he said, uh, you, you take these other, this is a good Baptist deacon, a good fine saved man. He said, you take these other fellows. And he said, right there in front of the ladies, they're always a cussing or saying something vulgar or blowing smoke in their face. And he said, they'll plant a flower or shrub or something, turn around and step right on top of it. But he said, you don't smoke, you don't cuss, you don't uh, uh, talk vulgar and nasty and, and a good Christian witness. And, and uh, uh, just so I went along for about a month to work with him, made me $30 for that month. And that's a lot of money in those days. <laughs> And uh, need to buy me some clothes. I got to go preach. Yeah, you get a good pair of shoes for 98 cents from J.C. Penney's. <laughs> Dressed up on that $30. <laughs> Amen. So, you see, you hope. See, hope is important. We must not be little hope. You hope for physical strength to do the work, to do the job, to do what you know you must do. Faith says, God is the strength of my life. Hallelujah. Faith will always say whatever the Word of God says. Now, when you get out beyond, saying things out beyond the Word of God, you're not in faith. And that's where folks miss it a lot of times. Now then, sometimes in my studies, first of all, as Baptist, they taught me that in discussing Bible subjects and Bible doctrines, that sometimes the best way in the world to find out what something is is to find out first what it isn't. And so before we go further in discussing and talking about and finding out what faith is, let's get on that side and see what faith isn't. Now I said to you, hope is important, but hope is not faith. Because you see, the text said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So hope is important, all right but it can't take the place of faith. And that's where we make our mistake. Now, we know, of course, that in the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, that Paul, in talking about love there, the great love chapter, as we call it, 
Then he said, Now there abideth faith, hope, and love. They translated it charity into King James, but it's the Greek word for love, agape, love. Now there abideth faith, hope, and love. All of them are important. Well, now, faith can't take the place of love, but yet they work together because Paul said in writing to the Romans that faith worketh by love. Well, hope is not love. Hope is not faith. Then if I substitute faith for love, it won't work. You know, I think a lot of faith people try to do that. They try to substitute faith for love and seem to think if I've sort of got a superabundance of faith, you know, that that'll substitute for love. It won't. I said it won't. Faith can't take the place of love. Love can't take the place of faith. Our hope can't take the place of faith. Faith can't take the place of hope. Hope is important. Sure. But when you try to put hope in the place of faith, you fail. I saw this from experience then on the field, going from church to church, praying with people. Because I used to, in the services, and you understand when in a small church service, you can do things differently than you can in a big auditorium meeting. You don't have time in a big auditorium meeting to just take time personally with every person in some detail. You've got hundreds of people there that can't come any other night except the night. They want hands laid on them, so you go ahead and lay hands on them, and a certain percentage of them gets healed. But back in those days, in a church meeting, you've got, you know, anywhere from a couple of hundred to 500, six or 700 people in some of the larger churches. That was a large church in those days. And you were there not just for a few nights, but I'd preach three, four, five, six, seven, eight, even nine weeks in one church, two services a day. Then you've got time, you see, because they're going to be there. You don't have to get to everybody tonight to minister to 25 people or maybe even 50. So after I preach, I'd sit in the chair. Now, the reason I sat in the chair, you last longer. <laughs> you've already preached for an hour, you see, spent physical energy. You see, here's another place that people make a mistake. They seem to think because you're not in the call of God that you oughtn't to get tired. Now that's ignorance gone to seed. Sure, you're going to tire out. When you get tired, you see, the Holy Ghost is ministering through you and flowing through you. When you get tired, it's difficult to yield to the Spirit. When you get tired, I learned from experience, the anointing to minister will leave you. And I don't lie to people. I just stop if they want me to minister in the morning. If you've been to my meetings in time past, I, I stop a lot of time right in the middle of the healing line. Just stop right there and said, folks, that's it. I don't have it. Anointing left me. Or I just wore myself out. And I'd promise God one time I'll never push my body that far again when I feel myself coming up to it a stop. But I would sit in a chair on the platform and usually a small church, a platform not this high, if you could imagine, it'd be about as high as that third step there and sometimes only the second one. So these people are right in front of you. And they'd come by one by one. Well, sometimes I'd just take hold of their wrist or their hands and just, just sit there. And they'd stand there and hold their hands a little while. I'd say, what's your name? Well, Susie Jones. Well, what did you come for? Well, if you're not careful, they'll give you all of Grandpa's history, Grandma's history, Aunt Jane, <laughs> Uncle John, and Brother Tom, and finally get to themselves. And they're sick sometimes from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet. And they want you to pray for all of it. So you just stop them. 
Because if you get started that way, everybody will try to top the other one. <laughs> Tell it bigger than they told it. So you just stop them right off. Said, so now, now specifically, what did you come for? Well, believe it or not, some folks said, well, I, 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 I just thought I'd come up here and if I need anything, I'd get it. Well, I said, you don't know what it is, so go on. We'll minister to somebody who's got some sense. <laughs> so we'd push them on. Well, if they didn't know what it was, how did they know whether they ever got it or not? No, no, you want to be careful going out. See, I could get by that. I'm not pastor. I don't live there every day. <laughs> you can't do that too good pastor, though I did. But I don't encourage people to pass like I did. You might get whipped. <laughs> so here's another fella. He stepped up. We pushed the lady on because she don't know whether there's anything wrong with it. I just thought she might get something accidentally. <laughs> and so this man steps up in place. Well, what did you come for? Well, he's got a stomach problem. They think it's ulcers. Doctors used to didn't know as much as they know now. Didn't have all the equipment they got now. They can tell more about it. But they, that's just about their diagnosis. They think that's, that's it. Well, are you going to, are you, are you a Christian? See, I take time to talk to him. Are you a Christian? Well, I sure hope so. Well, I don't want to ask you a question. I don't mean to be vulgar now. But are you a man or a woman? Well, I'm a man. I said, if you wouldn't, it wouldn't do you any good to hope, would it? I've had people start crying. I said, I guess I need to get saved first, don't I? I said, yeah, go, go take him and pray with him. <laughs> Amen. You'll learn so much if you administer that away. I'll tell you the truth about the matter. Well, another one steps up in place now, you see. Say, who are you? Well, now, this is a lady, you see. What'd you come for? Well, she said, Brother Hagin, she begins to weep. She said, Brother Hagin, I, you know, the doctors have said that, uh, that her case is just, you know, incurable. But I know, praise God, you know what God said. All you got to do, just, just, just lay your hand on me. I'll be healed. Well, I can see she's ready. I said, be healed in the name of Jesus. And like I said, we ran long meetings. She went back and was examined. The doctor couldn't find a trace of it. All disappeared. Same doctor. Pronounced her well. Well, here's another one steps up in place. Said, what'd you come for? Well, I came for healing. Well, what's wrong with you? And so they tell you, what's the matter with it? Well, you say, oh, yes, I remember right here. I've got the Holy Ghost. I speak the other tongue. Pastor's standing there close. Oh, yeah, he said, they remember right here. Well, I said, will you be healed when I lay my hands on you and pray? Well, Brother Egan, I sure hope so. I, I hope I will. I hope so. I said, well, you won't. Because, see, you're hoping and I'm believing. There's no agreement there. The Bible said if two of you on earth agree as touching anything they ask, it shall be done. For them and my Father, which is in heaven. So you're hoping and I'm believing there's no agreement. It won't work. Well, what am I going to do? I said, I'll tell you what you do. Just don't come back for two or three nights. Now, usually we'd have day services, but we would minister in the daytime, and, and a lot of people can't come to daytime. They have to work. But if you can, come in the daytime, but come both day and night. But especially, come, but just don't get in the line. Just sit there and listen for three or four nights to the Word of God. And every time you think of it, see, you can school yourself into faith, whether you know it or not, just like you have schooled yourself into unbelief. Now, how'd you school yourself into unbelief? by keep looking at all of the discouraging things and kept talking about them. That's the way you did it. Well, keep looking at the Word of God and keep talking about it. I said, every time you think of it, you go to bed tonight while you're undressing, get ready for bed and say, the next time I go and he lays hands on me, I'll be healed. When you get into bed, before you go to sleep, in fact, the last thing before you go to sleep, say, the next time I go and he lays hands on me, I'll be healed. 
when you wake up in the morning, before you ever get out of bed. In fact, in the nighttime, if you happen to wake up, before you go back to sleep, say, the next time I go, and he lays hands, and don't come now for two, two or three nights. The next time I go and he lays hands on me, I'll be healed. When you get up in the morning, say that. While you're dressing, say it. While you're going to work, if you work, say it. On the job, say it. Now say it out loud if you're by yourself, I'd always tell them. If it's somebody around, just say it quietly to yourself. Say it out loud otherwise. If you're at home, say it out loud. They said to me, yeah, but what if I don't believe it? And I said, just don't even think about that. If you'll say it long enough, you'll eventually start believing it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is from the message series by Ken Hagan, Principles for Building Strong Faith and the paperback book, What Faith Is, by Kenneth E. Hagan. Both can be yours for the discounted price of $14.95, regularly $26.95. That's a $12 savings. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Then we have a singles conference, conference on March the 29th, right here on the, on the Rama campus. That's right. And that is going to be fantastic for, for all the singles. Call today to get this month's special faith-building offer, Ken Hagen's Principles for Building Strong Faith, and the paperback book, What Faith Is, by Kenneth E. Hagen. Both can be yours for the discounted price of $14.95. The number is one 888 Faith 99. That's toll free. 1 888 Faith 99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, the ABCs of Faith. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.